in association with the Agri Health Network, it's time for That Farm Life podcast, Planting Hope, Harvesting Strength. On That Farm Life, we talk about that life that is that of a farmer and their family. It's about the day-to-day grind, the good times, the tough times, and everything in between, because farming is more than a job, it's a way of life. And we're here to offer opportunities to help you deal with the stress and strains of farm life through faith, family, and community with other farmers. Now, here's your host, a farmer, a former agri-business owner, and also the pastor of a Southern Baptist church in Arkansas, Archie Mason. Well, hey folks, Archie Mason here, the host of That Farm Life Podcast. Thank you. Uh, for joining us today for another episode. We've been doing this for almost two years. We've completed uh, over a hundred episodes so far. I hope you've enjoyed it as much as I have. Each episode has been uh, very uh, man, informational and interesting for me. I've got to meet a lot of different people from a lot of different places, and you have got to hear all of their stories. Well, today, we have a special guest, Miss Deanne Vault. Uh, she serves here uh, in Arkansas, and so we are so glad that you're with us, Miss Deanne. Thanks for joining us today. Thank you for having me. Yes, ma'am. And I can tell in your background, our our listening audience cannot see that, but you are there in Little Rock and you are a busy lady. So we are jumping right into uh, this podcast. So uh, Deanne, tell us about yourself and about your family. So um, I'm Deanne Vaught. This is my fifth term in the House of Representatives. Uh, I live on a farm in Horatio. We have about 1,200 acres. We have a dairy, chicken houses, hog farm, timberland. We grow some alfalfa and quite a bit of hay for our animals. Um, I've got three grown children and four grandchildren, and I've been married to the same man for 33 years. 33 so, years. That is so great. Did you, I mean, did you grow up on a farm? Is- so we we both grew up on farms. I grew up on, my mom and dad raised replacement heifers for dairies out in yeah. Texas and chicken houses. And then he grew up on a chicken house hog farm. His dad was one of the first hog farms in the state of Arkansas. Okay. Well, how did you guys meet? So we're high school sweethearts. So we've been together for quite a while now. <laughs> we would say more of our life than less of our life. We've been together. So, yeah. Okay. Was it was it love at first sight or were you friends? Oh, no, at, no, yeah. no. I was running the whole opposite direction. <laughs> I didn't also, want to marry another farmer. I, I grew up on a farm. I didn't want to marry a farmer. Yet, that's exactly what I did. Well, it's yeah, it's a kind of story for a lot of us. Uh, he was pursuing you. That's that's what he was doing. That's, and so that's what he would say. Yes, <laughs> he was glad whenever I finally figured out he was the right one. Well, you know, I know that you guys you operate that farm. Is it called Prayer Creek Farms? Is that the name of it? So it used to be Prayer Creek. Now it's okay. Frog Level. We incorporated our entire farm. Awesome. awesome. So that later on, our children would be able to benefit from it also. Oh, yes, ma'am. I understand. And I, I agree with that 100%. So, uh, hey, so interesting. You grew up on a farm, presently farming, yes. both of you from those backgrounds. How in the world did you get into politics? How did that happen? So I have kind of a wonky little story. I had a a guy here that served that was near my area, and he approached and asked me, would I please run? I'm not a very uh, ugly person, but I wasn't just really nice that day. I was like, under no circumstances am I running for office. I'm a stay-at-home mom, and I love working on the farm. Uh, I like being in, at all my kids' activities. No way. Uh, I'm not the smartest kid in the classroom whenever I was in school, and I was like, there's no way I'm doing this. 
And the night before the last night to sign up that year was on a Sunday and there was an ice storm coming. We'd gotten in from church and I said, see, there's an ice storm. I knew God didn't want me to do this. And uh, my daughter was 18 at the time. And she looked at me and said, Mom, whenever you when have you ever taught us to be Jonah and run from Nineveh? Oh, wow. And I knew I had I could either teach my children to obey God when it made sense, only made sense, or even when it doesn't make sense. And I drove up here and paid twenty eight hundred dollars crying my eyes out. Why am I doing this? Um, and paid that twenty eight hundred dollars, put my name on a ticket. Uh, I was the first um, Republican to ever be actually elected to that seat. Uh, oh, wow. God had a plan and a purpose for me to be here. And I'm still trying to serve that purpose out for him. Well, hey, praise the Lord for that. You know, it, I, yeah. I think as a parent, we'd all say, man, when our kids start preaching to us and uh, yeah. God kind of uses that to get out of. So you're uh, you and your husband are grandparents, correct? Yes, sir. OK, so how many how many grandchildren do you have? So I have four grandchildren, two little boys and two little girls, and they are three and under. Oh, wow. So, okay. yeah, so we're well, nearly you're... grandparents. You and your husband are like my wife and I. We've got four grandsons, uh, all four and under. So uh, that I, that's a blessing. Uh, I always tell yes, people I'm, I'm a better grandparent than I was a parent. I think. So, Amen. Uh, yeah. To that. Okay. So you are serving as the chair of the uh, House Committee on Agriculture, Forestry, Economic Development. So what? Tell us about that. What are some of the issues that uh, we're facing in the ag industry? Maybe some of the stuff that you guys are working on. So I served as that last term. I'm not that this term. Um, this term, I'm actually okay. at schools. Okay. But last, I, I can give you some stuff that we're working on in agriculture here. Uh, yes. that Since I know. Um, I know that we have to do uh, some, some work around helping our farmers who are going through droughts. So I filed a bill today that would give us up to four years to purchase back our, our stock if we have to sell out due to a drought. Um, I think the federal government gives us two years. If I remember correctly, I want to give us four in the state to get those uh, repurchased. It's kind of tightly written if the governor, the governor has to declare it a drought and you have to sell over 40 percent of your herd. OK, so this can't be just go sell your mama cows just to sell your mama cows. It's, it's got some stuff around it. But I think in Arkansas, we've been in a drought for a couple of different summers and it's been pretty rough. And I mean, I sent uh, our past governor some pictures of our farm this summer to let him know exactly how bad it was. And it, you could see ground and stubble and that's all you could see. I mean, it was in a real bad here in Arkansas and parts of Arkansas this past year. So I felt like that was an important uh, piece of legislation that needed to be filed. Yeah. Um, I think it, I think in Arkansas, we've also got to do uh, some work on our Reg 5 permits. I think it makes it, our Reg 5, the way that it's written, makes it really hard for us to truly farm in the state of Arkansas. Um, just for a reference, agriculture is our biggest industry at $19.8 billion dollars. Um, yearly. So we got to do what we got to, you know, to help these farmers, we got to do what we can do to help them be able to farm more efficiently and better in our state. Um, that's things that we're looking at to try to help our farmers with. Yes, I know a lot of people are, you know, wanting to know what we're going to do about China buying land and agriculture, uh, agriculture land here in Arkansas. And I think there'll be a bill that kind of curtails some of that going on too. Okay. Yeah. Cause we've noticed on social media, seeing that current in some of the other States yes, sir. Um, in regard to that. Well, Hey, that is a good work. I know that, you know, we in Northeast Arkansas, we we've had drought, but not to the extent that other parts of our state have. And I know that even in the, the hay this year, 
that I was speaking with a gentleman in Oklahoma or Texas, and it's when they got their last rain back in the fall. And I was just kind of saying, hey, you know, this rain's going to help you guys. He said, well, what most people don't understand, it'll take two years for us to get over the drought. Now, this is in those states. He said, you cannot replace even your hate, the shortage, the stock. He said, it's, it's, we got to, he said, this happened, you know, it's happened before and it's what they face. So I, I'd say thank you for helping us here in Arkansas. That's awesome. Yes, sir. Let's, okay. So you've also co-authored some, some legislation that uh, would help. What is it? A study on uh, uh, mental and behavioral health yes, sir. in 2020. Yes, sir. Tell us about that. So that's where I'm going from here. Okay. I have a meeting with DHS where we're going to talk about the different types of legislation that we believe needs to be filed and ran in our state. Um, I am a survivor of sexual abuse, so this become very uh, helpful for me to work on this committee and, and very important to me, something that's extremely important to me. I think mental health hits farming. It hits people who work in an office. It hits kids in a classroom. It hits teachers. It hits me the medical industry. It hits every facet of everything that goes on in our world. Um, and we have a lot of people out there hurting that won't get help because they don't know where to go or they're worried about the stigma of getting the help. And I think that's two things that we've got to conquer is figuring a way out a way to let people know where they can get help and what help is available to them. And then the other thing is trying to get over the stigma. And I think we've done a lot in the stigmas lane about helping people get over the stigma. But I think, you know, a lot of, I would say, uh, you know, guys, mainly guys are like, I don't need that help. And in, in reality, I think we do have a lot of people that need help. And I think people are scared about telling their story to begin with Yes, and what's happened to them and why they might need help. That's one of the reasons I think God had me here is so I would tell my story and give other people the courage to tell their stories. Yes, ma'am. And, and so far we have seen that. You know, I didn't realize that had occurred in your life, and I, I'm so sorry that did. But thank you for being open and, you know, yes, saying sir. that you're a survivor. If someone's out here listening to this and they've experienced that in their life, what what advice would you give them? How would you encourage them? Um, find somebody you can talk to first. Find somebody that you trust that you can talk to and and help them share that burden with you. Uh, I didn't tell my husband. I didn't tell anybody until I got engaged, and I was telling my Soon to be husband, who is now my husband, you know, hey, I need you to know about this because this is what's happened to me in my life. And um, I think it's important that we find that person that we, we can share with. And then I think it's important that you seek help, especially if you're in a spiraling type uh, mentality, like everything is swirling around you and you can't make it stop. You can't make your brain stop. You want to not do the things that you're doing or say the things that you're saying. A lot of times there's that root that you need to go take care of and find that person that you can talk to and then help get them to help you find the help that you might need. Yes, ma'am. My sister was one of those. She took me to my, every one of my therapy sessions and um, they were three hours away from my house, but it was important that I got well. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Well, man, bless your sister for doing that and going with you and uh, helping you walk through that. I know sometimes I say when we speak, as you do speak publicly, that as many as one in four women have been abused, you're speaking to, and right. one in six men. I, I don't think our public uh, really recognizes that. And I, I have said this before, that there's probably this tsunami of sexual abuse is coming that we're not aware of yet, just due yes. to our culture, what's happened with yes. COVID, uh, 
things like that. So I thank you for, you know, what you're doing and working on that because it's going, it's important now. So important. It's yes, sir. I probably think it's, gonna... the true, it's the true pandemic. Yes, ma'am. Mental and behavioral health is the true pandemic. And you're right. It is coming like a tsunami. Yes, ma'am. It is in that. And so too, and I, and I think everyone would agree with that. So I know there's some good old boys out there that are listening to this. And I'd say good old girls. I always get in trouble when I say that. But oh, yeah. really, you know, some of them go, hey, I can make this. Uh, I can make this on my own. I don't need anybody. And your encouragement right. them is, yes, you do. You do need somebody. And you need to talk with somebody. Correct. Yeah. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah. Hey, can you tell us, okay, you know, you talked about, uh, you said, I came in from church and it was an ice storm. And I said, hey, that's, I know God, that's, he didn't want, he didn't want me to do this. And then you end up crying and writing the check out and here you are these years later. So how's your, how's your faith played a role, you know, in your service to our state, farming, a grandmother, a mom, uh, a survivor? How's your faith played a role in that? I think um, it, I don't understand how you can't believe in God first uh, because he's so prevalent in everything. Um, and my faith is what's gotten me through every one of my, um, every one of my roadblocks, you know, he has truly blessed me. I, I was telling uh, one of the guys here just a few minutes ago, you know, not, I have had the pleasure of God has blessed me immensely while I'm here. Not many people have chaired three different, or four different committees. Um, I've actually got to pray on the house floor. And from what they say and how far back they could look, I was the first woman to ever oh, pray on good. this floor. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he allows me to lead prayer caucus. And I have for the last three terms, I've been the yeah. prayer caucus chair. And uh, when I say I was, didn't want to feel like the dumbest kid in the classroom <laughs> again, um, I was serious about that. I did not have A's and B's in school. And again, this was not what I had planned on doing with my life. Um, and I was very comfortable where I was at. And sometimes God wants us to get us out of our comfort zone so he can use us in, in a different manner, in a different way. And as I look back, I think about all the blessings I would have missed out on had I not taken a step of faith. Um, and because I took that step of faith, I believe he continues to uh, bless me. There's a lot of hard boats out here on this floor. I mean, there's nothing that's ever perfect, and it's, it's always going to impact somebody negatively and somebody positively in everything that we do here at this state capitol. But as long as I can lay down my head at night and know I did as God directed me, and as the people ask me, and as long as those two things don't conflict with each other, lay my head down and know if God called me home, I could answer for every vote I've taken on this floor. Yes, ma'am. And that's how I kind of handle this. I like that. I like that. I'm glad I'm uh getting to meet you in person and to hear your story and thank you for sharing that i know that especially for all of our folks here in arkansas listening thank you for your service thank you for what you're doing and thank you for listening hey to, and i'll say this too i'm half miss deanne to all the young ladies out there who say i could never do anything like that uh, you know what the lord can empower you to do a lot of stuff so thank that's hey, right. <laughs> you know that's right and, i've never once felt dumb here he's always given me what i need yes ma'am yes ma'am well dan again thanks again so much i appreciate that folks uh what a great story that we have heard from our representative here in arkansas from miss vault and just her service to our state and uh, how she served, but also serving our Lord. If you're out there hearing this and you say man i've heard a story and 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 you may even say i'm a 
I'm a survivor of sexual abuse. I'm going through some stuff. I know that you can go to the Arkansas website. You can find her right. on there. I know you can reach out to her office, go to her email. Yeah. She would be glad, happy probably to point you in the right direction to help talk with you in that. She was correct. You need to find somebody to uh, speak with them and talk about that. So I know her office would help you in any way they could. Uh, you can reach out to us here at AgriHealth, Archie at AgriHealth.net. Uh, I will get you in touch with the right people. We'll give you some direction in that. And uh, too, if you're serving in other states and you're involved in uh, the, the politics that goes on, where there's really sometimes no perfect solution, uh, I'd say to all of you out there serving, thank you uh, for what you do. Hey, if you've enjoyed this uh, podcast, I encourage you to share it. I pass it on to your friends. Until next week, keep farming and keep the faith. I'll uh, I'll see you then. Have a blessed week. You've been listening to That Farm Life Podcast, planting hope, harvesting strength with your host, Archie Mason. That Farm Life Podcast is a creation of the Agri Health Network in conjunction with Grounded Faith Ministries, where we offer opportunities to help you deal with the stress and strains of farm life through faith, family, and community with other farmers. You can learn more about who we are and what we do on our website at agrihealth.net. That's agrihealth, one word, dot net. Thanks for listening, and until next week, keep the faith.